What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. D-Mendy back with you tonight. Of course, joined by Marty Party and Little Cheesecake. No doc tonight, but before we get to our replacement, fellas, how are you guys doing? I'm doing very, very well. Excited to talk baseball here and even more excited for our special guest. That's right. LC, can you hear us? I can hear you. Uh, I can see you. Uh, we are currently one minute into the episode. Generally, the problems show up around 40, 45 minutes. So uh, we'll see if this new this new uh, technique of using a Chrome browser, which uh, StreamYard told me was the key. Let's see if this is the this is going to get us through. This is this is uh, the Chrome browser strategy. I didn't realize you hadn't been using Chrome until you told us at the end of last week's show. I think that's what StreamYard, like you said, usually recommends. So I think LC is going to be with us the entire time. Hopefully his sound doesn't go out because that's that's what happened before we went on here. But replacing Doc tonight, which is already an upgrade with no Doc on the show, uh, we have a good friend of the pod, Triple Play Fantasy member, Britton Allen, who is now, the, of course, the podcast host of Three is the Magic Number. And uh, it's been taken off right now, one of the, the most popular videos on the YouTube channel. Britton, how are you doing tonight, man? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. And I will say, I just spoke to Doc. He just called my cell phone and he said the only reason he will allow this if I promise to make fun in Hayes Marty during all his segments. <laughs> I gave him I it's gave him my, I'm a man of my word sometimes. So I will 100 percent keep my oath uh, to Doc in that capacity. So I'm looking forward to it. Specifically during uh, what is it your your two starts? That's that's two start the See, and I was hoping. Um, I, I was I, I had less anxiety while I was filling it out today, knowing that Doc wasn't going to be here. So. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so sorry, but a promise is a promise, Marty. Uh, so it's okay. I came prepared as exactly. always. What's going to be worse is that you're going to have Doc probably in the chat saying something, and you'll have Britton saying something. So it'll be double probably what you're used to, Marty. So I hope you're ready for it. I'm ready. Uh, of course, we have uh, our buddy Albert who comes and checks in on every show. We appreciate you checking in, my friend. And Doc said he wanted an intro, but you don't get an intro. I'm sorry, Doc. You enjoy your trip in Colorado. Uh, and I think he's at an Avalanche game. Is that tomorrow that he's at the Colorado Avalanche game, he said? I think it was He's going to a Rockies game, right? He's, watching he's going to an Avalanche game, too. He's going oh. he's doing everything. Mm. Oh, lucky. Awesome. He's doing a little bit up of one nothing there. Good for him. Good for him. Good. Hope you enjoy it, Doc. Enjoy your week off. And uh, without further ado, why don't we go ahead and why don't we get started with, of course, the Triple Play Fantasy Rundown. <clears throat> if you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry. I don't know why my is so delayed. I was like, wait a second. What is this? Uh, these are players that, of course, have caught our eye, that have wowed us over the last seven days since we've been on. And as you guys know, uh, I guess up to this point, it's during when I've been working. I'm now a free agent when it comes to the corporate world. But uh, I've been putting these in every Wednesday. Uh, and that's been the case, at least for this week as well. So Wednesday morning. And we're going to start off with Jake Berger, who over the last seven games, a 391, 440, 826 slash, three homers, five RBI, seven runs, two walks and seven strikeouts, a 16% barrel percentage, 114 mile per hour. Uh, exit velocity 
played in 11 games since June 1st and playing at a shallow third base position. I, I do know, of course, he got hurt and missed yesterday's game. I believe it was like a bruised wrist. I'm, I'm not, I have to double check on the injury, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the x-rays came back negative. Uh, he's diagnosed with a right hand contusion. Yeah, so that's perfect. And I was looking at, sorry, not not perfect. I was looking at <laughs> at Elsie's private chat that said he's going to cut the delay, which <laughs> is perfect for that. But not perfect for Jake Berger. <laughs> try, to, try to do too many things at once here. And uh, talking about Jake Berger, Mr. Marty Party, is he somebody especially playing at a shallow third base position that you find yourself looking at it potentially in a 15-team league? 15-team, absolutely. Um, obviously, you want to just monitor his wrist, any type of um, uh, wrist problem is going to be, you know, take away that power because we've already seen the three home runs. So you're kind of banking on that. And when he's making contact, I mean, his max exit velocity is in the 96th percentile. He's in the 95th percentile in barrels. So he's making hard contact, but we got to be, we got to see how the wrist plays out. Yeah. And again, when he's in there, he's kind of getting the nod every single day right now, which is key for somebody that you're looking to get the at bats that are going to accumulate to fantasy production. And again, he's been absolutely on fire when he's been in there. But you guys see, play- remember that Yoan Moncada is coming off the five for six game. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll that's see. a good point. That's a good point, Marty Party. I, I think they could also put Jake Berger at DH too, um, which could, you know, another way to get as bad in the line, especially um, I'm trying to remember who at the top of my head was. Um, goodness gracious. Who is who's also taking their playing time? It doesn't help that I've had a few drinks tonight. So I'm trying to think. Yeah. <laughs> you got to lead with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had a few drinks tonight, but we're, we're of course here. We're the whole White Sox team's been hurt. That's pretty much just how they're. That's how it's but, going. But there's also been a player that's been fighting for playing time that just, I believe, got sent down. That uh, coinciding with the playing time between Moncada and Jake Berger. I will find that as we go to our next player here in Bobby Dahlbeck, who over his last seven games may not jump out to you at two seventy three, two ninety two, five ninety one slash. Two homers, four RBIs, two runs, a walk, and six strikeouts. He did have hits in six of his last seven games with multi-K games, which is key for Bobby Dahlbeck because he's someone who strikes out a ton. Multi-K games only four times in June. And again, we were this was as of June 14th, or June 15th, excuse me. So a, a good sample size at that point. The K rate being the lowest of his career so far at 27%. I'm going to ask you here, Elsie. Is Bobby Dahlbeck somebody if you in a twelve-team league that you would find yourself picking up based on the, the lower K percentage? Maybe the fact that he's coming on a little bit recently, or you think this is kind of a hot streak and you're not necessarily too invested on trying to pick him up while you can't get those past stats. I think it is a hot streak, but I think that's who Bobby Dahlbeck is as a hitter. You you want to get him and get him when he's as close to the beginning of his hot streaks. Now you see what he's done. That that hot streak brought him up to 199 for the season, um, <laughs> but um, he's he's currently um, he's you know he's hitting in a Boston lineup, which is uh, you know has JD Martinez hitting nearly 350. Uh, um, uh, uh, Xander Bogarts hitting nearly 340. Trevor Story's picking it up. There's there's a lot of offensive production going on in Boston. Dahlbeck's a, a guy who who had a lot of promise early in the draft season we all thought he was going to be great um i think yeah you pick him up you give him this shot to be what you thought he might have been he just might have had a slow start i think the power's there bobby barrels 
balls are flying out a little bit more, he might be able to get a, a little bit more uh, home run production for you. Hey, yeah, and I know. Not to butt in, but do y'all remember at the end of last season, he got super hot, Bobby mm-hmm. Dahlbeck, uh, towards the end of the last season. So he's got a history of, you know, getting on these hot streaks and, and start, you know, riding them out. And another good thing for him, to, well, not it's not a good thing, but Christian Arroyo went on the IL the other day and they actually uh, put called up Jaron Duran, who batted leadoff uh, today and he hit. Uh, he went two for three with a double. So it looks like, you know, with Christian Arroyo down, that opened up a spot, but they brought up Duran, who's going to play center field. But, you know, Bobby Dahlbeck's starting to hit. J.D. Martinez is starting to hit. The Red Sox are are on fire. So, you know, you got to, I think, grab those guys that are on those teams that are hot like the Red Sox are. And did you know that Atlanta has won 14 games in a row? Yeah. Like anytime you can just grab a player on one of those hot teams, you, you got to do it. Bobby Tallback is definitely one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely looking like he belongs. And especially considering that, you know, you have Tristan Casas kind of knocking on the door, waiting for kind of his his uh, chance. And with Bobby Tallback in the amount of strikeouts and poor batting average he had, definitely I'm sure mentally probably got in his head. The player, by the way, for the White Sox, I was thinking of was Gavin Sheets, and I, ah, I yes, don't know why. Mr. Sheets, I couldn't. He wasn't popping in my head, um, but he was somebody that was competing with the other White Sox players for playing time there, especially at DH. But here's a player I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on, and that's Mr. Matt Carpenter, the stash himself. Over his last seven games, a three thirty three four hundred one 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 slash line, two home runs, seven RBIs, three runs, a walk, and three Ks. Six home runs since he debuted for the Yankees on May 26th. That included a two-homer and seven-RBI game against the Chicago Cubs. And the barrel percentage is an insane 26% right now. And he's somebody right now with the Yankees healthy. He's not getting every day at bats, but maybe he should. Uh, Britton, I got to ask you, Matt Carpenter, is this a resurgence or is this somebody that you're not actively looking to spend on because, hey, maybe it's just kind of a... a was it flash in a pan and I'm not looking to potentially add someone who probably is washed up at this point. 100% washed up flash in the pan, <laughs> nothing to see here. Uh, you know, move, move, move along. Although I do love the mustache that, you know, he's kind of flashing that miles, Nicholas, uh, Dylan cease, uh, got that, you know, got that seventies mustache, swag going and I, I know he's like one of the only baseball players that that does not use batting gloves so he's just like he, he's just that old school uh you know you know 70s baseball player that he's had a a, a a nice little run and that's great but I think this Matt Carpenter thing is a complete you know uh what do they call it when you're in the desert and, and it's so the hot. Mirage. Yes, that's it, the <laughs> mirage. You're like, oh my gosh, my team is. I'm in sixth place uh, in a fifty, you know, in a in a in a twelve team league, and my offense sucks. And what should I do? Oh, 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 wait. There's Matt Carpenter. He's on the waiver wire. I'm so thirsty. All I need to do <laughs> is put him on my team, and, and 
He's going to play every other day, but he's going to hit home. No, don't do it. Uh, I'm feeling I'm, targeted I'm, right now. Yeah. I did that exact thing, Brandon. <laughs> I did that exact thing. Mirage, <laughs> mirage, my friends, mirage. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting those two homers and seven RBIs right now if you don't have them in your lineup. But That's again, the only game he played. He didn't play any of the other games this week. <laughs> But it's crazy. Like, if he's doing this well, are you shocked that the Yankees aren't trying to get him in five games a week at this point? Like, yeah, no, I think it's a, they're playing, they're doing exactly what they need to do. He's 36 years old. He often gets injured. They just want another bat off the bench that can come in and, and drop it. I mean, the whole, if that lineup in and out every day is hitting, like, they don't need him. They're, I believe they have the rest record in baseball, right? Not just the American League at this point. Yeah. They're just, oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Clay they're Holmes. 30 like- games over 500. I feel like they brought Matt Carpenter up to if Glaber Torres goes 0 for 4, like Matt Carpenter like walks by his 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 locker, <laughs> just looks at him. Like that that's his that's his Matt, that's whole Matt Carpenter's purpose in the locker room is just to kind of walk around and you know give guys bad looks if they go 0 for 4 or something like that. If you mess up, you know where I be. Like, I mean, hey, Matt. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. Uh Last hitter we'll talk about on this show. Let's talk about Nate Lau. Nate Lowe. Nate Lowe. Last seven games, 400, 423, 760 slash line, two homers, three RBIs, five runs, a walk, and seven strikeouts. He's got an elite max EV and EV, which you get an exit velocity with a 24.6% K percentage to go along with that. And he had multiple hits in six of his last eight games. Again, somebody that's getting a lot of playing time with the Texas Rangers right now. And I think Many people dropped after a really rough start to the season there, Marty Party. Is he somebody that you're looking to potentially give another shot with? Yeah, especially at first base. I haven't seen exactly, you know, for me, it's been somewhat of a shallow position. I think a lot of people did move on from him. Um, and he's still hitting the ball hard. He's going to strike out a lot. That's just what you expect. I think those, um, I don't, I wouldn't expect him to get the five, six, seven, eight stolen bases that we were made, you know, thinking he might be able to get you. He's only gotten you one so far, but eight home runs, 24 RBIs, and don't look now, but the Rangers are fighting like they're number two in their division. I mean, they're actually doing quite well and their offense is turning around. Simeon's finally hitting Seager's clicking. So I, I like where he's at. I think he, from here moving forward, he's going to be a lot better than he was the first month. Yeah, I, I do think as well. And, and somebody that, again, good to take a speculation add on as well, because he's going to get the playing time and he's looked a lot better recently. Can we really fast? I don't mean to go off topic here. Can we talk about Aaron Ashby for a second? Who, before we went on the air, I had given up to. one earned run and it was the fourth inning. And I just go and I pull up baseball Savant. I see it's four to four in the fifth inning. And now this is back to back outings there. He's, he's pissed me off. He's pissed me off. And this is after he like gets like a minus 16 outing in, in our points league last week. And I'm still at all in on him. But this is very frustrating to say the least. Are you guys at all concerned about Aaron Ashby? Uh, I am. I don't think he should be a starter. I think we're, I think they're going to have to, um, I think he, him doing spot starts is fine, but your standard rotation day in, day out, I don't, I don't think it's best for him. I think it's better when he's a middle reliever coming in like, you know, long relief or high uh, leverage situations. I mean, he has nasty stuff. I mean, there's no doubt about that, but I, I mean, and not to right now, if you look next to his name in Yahoo, it says day to day. I don't know. Did he leave with an injury? No. Goodness gracious. I, I mean, I'm on baseball. I haven't seen that. 
I'm on tw- four- I just searched his name on Twitter, and someone tweeted, uh, Wong's Bong tweeted, uh, Aaron Ashby should not be a starter, but that's neither here or there. Um, I haven't seen anything yet about him leaving, but we'll see. He had 14 whiffs on 79 pitches before he was pulled. He departs with oh. trainer. He was removed Thursday's start against the Mets in the bottom of the fifth due to an. They make you click on it. Roto-Wire, I see you. Mm-hmm. Were those runs charged to him, or was that to their to uh, Hobie uh, Milner? He had four earned tonight and four. Oh, goodness gracious, Aaron Ash. It just says apparent injury. A current hog of the Millennial Journal does not know. So we'll see. Goodness gracious. Uh, our buddy Lucas checking in here. He's probably already owned in most leagues, but also can't ignore what Mount Castle has been doing lately. Has really been tasty mashups next week, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mount Castle, I think a lot of people were out off because of his draft price. But if he's out there as a free agent in your league, he's 100% worth a pickup and, and somebody that I would feel comfortable starting, uh, you know, as, as somebody, you know, uh, as a corner infield position or utility. I, yeah. I think he, there's a lot there. Would you Four home runs over his last five games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that is a great point. Yeah, Mount Castle is super hot. I mean, I don't, he, I don't remember like him getting a whole lot of buzz during the draft season, but uh, because people just look at, oh, he's, you know, one of those, you know, slugger first baseman, but he hit, didn't he hit like 37 home runs last year? I mean, in, in his second it year, 30. Yeah, it was, it was well over 30. Yeah. And I know that the, you know, the Orioles, uh, you know, mess with their outfield and all that kind of stuff. But Ryan Mountcastle uh, was a, you know, legit prospect who's like coming to his own and just keeps on hitting. He hit well last mm-hmm. year. He's on a super hot street, you know, right now. Yeah. If he's out there, in your league, no, no matter what size of the league, absolutely do whatever you have to do to go pick him up. That's that was a great point. Yeah, Mount Castle is definitely making a case to be an everyday player for your fantasy lineup here. Let's talk about some pitching really quick here. And LC, I gotta ask you about Tyler Molly. Over his last two starts, 15 innings pitched, seven hits, a point sixty ERA, two walks to twenty-two strikeouts, just pitched a complete game in his last start, where he allowed he had eleven whiffs on his forcing fastball. And only threw his slider seven times, which is a pitch that was basically having him break out just a couple seasons ago. My question to you is, is he a sell high after his last two starts? Or do you think this is the start of potentially a, a bunch of great innings coming uh, forward for Tyler Malley? Well, I, I think if it is, my brother is going to uh, kill somebody because he dropped him in <laughs> in his home league after con- weeks of consternation because he was just so bad he so he's from bring out your dead to uh, to the rundown and i think he i think it's going to keep going he showed last year that he was a a solid quality arm being taken in you know the top uh 8 or 9 rounds of 15 team drafts as a number 2 or number 3 starter um I think he's going to show that last year was no fluke, that he still has what he had last year. I think you hold on to him. He's too quality of an arm if he comes through. And uh, and maybe he's figured something. Maybe maybe the worst part of his season is over. I, I tend to think that's probably true. And uh, you're going to get the good part of his season from now on. Let me ask you guys, would you rather have Jose Barrios or would you rather have Tyler Molly rest of the season? Aren't they kind of the same guy, though? You know, they're going to have really good starts and really bad starts. Of course, Brios has a much better uh, team that he's on and supporting cast and, you know, good offense and all that. But it seems like they're the same the, the same type of player where 
you just put him in your lineup and you just forget about it. And as long as, you know, Brios isn't injured or Tyler Miley isn't injured, you just you put him in there. You take the good, you take the bad. And at the end of the day, the ERA is probably going to be, you know, three, five, between three, five and four. And you're going to get strikeouts and, you know, whatever happens after that happens. But, you know, it, it's almost one of those deals. Like if you try to overcoach it almost and take them out of this matchup and put them in for that or whatever, you know, you're good. At least in my experience, how it works out for me is that I always pick the wrong one where, you know, th- this is just one of those guys that you literally put in and just don't look at it. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, let me ask you guys, we'll, we'll rapid fire this really quick. Uh, we'll go Tyler Molly or, and you tell me who we'd rather have. So Marty, Tyler Molly or Sean Manaya? Sean Manaya. Britain, Tyler Molly or Nathan Evaldi? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to go Nathan Evaldi, even though I believe he's injured mm-hmm. um, or maybe he's day to day, but you know, I would definitely take uh, you know the the ace of the Red Sox. LC Tyler Molly or Eric Lauer? Lauer. Even with his recent drop in velocity and his subpar outings. Well, his his drop in velocity is down about to where it was last season when he was a quality starting pitcher last year. Um and and you know his his outings recently have been against pretty good offenses. Um so I think you know Lauer to me is someone who, who I'm holding on to. And Molly is, um, is, is, is kind of, uh, one of the high end cherry bombs in the league using a Nick Pollock turn. Someone who might be sweet, who might explode in your face. That to me, he's a high end cherry bomb. I I can respect that. Mm -hmm. We have a couple closers on the rundown today, starting with Tanner Scott, who I'm going to give Marty party. I think Britain, you advocated for him too. This was a, when I made this graphic, this was before he blew up in his most recent outing. Four innings, yep. two hits, zero error, three saves, six strikeouts over the last seven days. And he locked down five saves over the last few weeks for the Marlins. He looks like he's the new closer, but I know he just blew up yesterday. So, Marty, I know you were – you apologized publicly on Twitter for asking for Tanner Scott. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy you brought this up. So I, I want to set the record straight. I have zero shares of him. I never wanted him. I was saying for those who actually did believe in him, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that's what I meant. I, I didn't that's want anything to do with him. Um, I just I just stay clear of the bull, that bullpen. For the last few years, it's just been a mess. And it's just, I think he is their closer for the, for now. And it's a fair, fairly decent team, you know. But um, I'd rather just stay away. And um, so I, I, I never advocated for him. And I'll uh, I'll let Britton talk about why he did. <laughs> oh, I most certainly did uh, advocate for for Tanner Scott. I he he had uh, you know all the the Marlin save opportunities converted them all. Plus he had two wins on top of that. And then I think it wasn't the Mets. Then he got jacked up, and you know now we're we're back to square one. But I think because of all the the good work he did, he's going to get. Uh, you know, the rest of the, the save ops for at least a little bit longer. Um, because I mean, there's really nobody else. Dylan Floro. I mean, that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Anthony Bass, like, I don't know. I think Tanner, I think Tanner Scott's the, uh, the, the Marlins closer, which, you know, as you guys pointed out, I mean, 
do you really want the Marlins closer? I'm like, well, if you need saves, you got to get you got to get them from somewhere. And uh, it's it seems like that's a good opportunity. And also maybe, you know, the Phillies have said that Corey Knievel is no longer the closer, too. So, you know, you could try Sir Anthony Dominguez or uh, Brad Hand. So it's kind of like it's like in that category of you're just like, oh, but I need saves. So, yeah, right. It is a good. That's a good lead into what we're actually talking about now. The bl- <laughs> Lucas is the blown saves. Uh, cut me deep. I agree with you a hundred percent. Those those hurt almost worse than anything else. You did touch on it though, Britton. Sir Anthony Dominguez, another name that's kind of hot right now, especially looking for saves. His last seven games: three point one innings, two hits, a two seventy ERA, a hold, and six strikeouts. As I wrote this slide. Corey Knable faltering as the uh, closer. Could he be the new closer? I believe it was either last night or early today that they announced that Corey Knable was removed from the closer role with the Philadelphia Phillies, which means, like you said, Sir Anthony Dominguez or Brad Hand, which, to be honest with you, Brad Hand's underlying metrics show that he's pretty much not somebody you should rely on, which leaves Mr. Sir Anthony Dominguez as a uh, potential hot closer pickup here. Britton, is he somebody that you're going to potentially spend some fab on this week? Uh, I, I am not. I would pick Brad Hand because he's like the veteran. And yes, his underlying metrics um, are awful. There, I mean, there's no way around it. But I think he's going to get the first shot. Plus, I believe Sir Anthony uh, Dominguez did get blown up a couple days ago, uh, if, if memory serves. But it's one of those deals where... You know, Sir Anthony Dominguez is the better pitcher, has the better stuff, but Brad Hand has the experience and, uh, you know, probably is going to get the first shot. It's tough either way, but, you know, seeing uh, Corey Kniebel get, getting removed, I don't, I didn't think it was that big a surprise. Like, Corey Kniebel has had one, I think, one good year, and that was back with the Brewers several years ago when, and I remember this too because I I had him rostered in a few leagues when, you know, you know Lorenzo Cain climbed a wall and Spider Man around and saved like a game winning home run and that's how Corey Knebel kind of made his All Star appearance. But kind of looks like those chickens came home to roost. But uh, yeah, D- Dominguez has the best stuff, but I think I think they're going to let uh, Brad Hand have the first shot at it. And we'll just real quick on that, uh, j- uh, jumping off what Britton said. So you're talking about certain Anthony Dominguez's experience. Now, rem- remember back when, folks, 2018, Sir Anthony Dominguez, over 58 innings, he had 74 strikeouts and he recorded 16 saves. So he's done it before. So this isn't brand new territory, although obviously he's not as experienced as Brad Hand. But, you know, I um, I, I would roll with him and I would be confident about it because Canable's not coming back. Well, we have some controversy on the TPF pod. Britton says Brad Hand. Marty says Sir Anthony Dominguez will touch base in a week, and we'll see if that's if we have any kind of clearer picture there. Wait, wait a minute, time out. I have I have no confidence in Brad Hand whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I already, I like this bet well, already. Well, uh, let me. Uh, let, can I revise that previous statement? No, Sir Anthony Dominguez is a hundred percent more talented in the better pitch, uh, better pitcher, but. Uh, you know, for for just some reason, I think that uh, yeah, that you know Brad Hand is going to get it just because he's that 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 wily veteran, you know that that managers love and trust and all that kind of scenario. But you know, but we'll see. We will see. We'll we'll 
kind of retouch base on that again next week here. Elsie, really quick, give me a Cliff Notes version of our guy, Mr. Helsley here. Last seven, uh, last start, seven innings, one hit, uh, no runs allowed, seven strikeouts. He did pitch yesterday on Wednesday, um, and I did not. This was before he, he made that start. I'm looking what he did in that start. But uh, walks were a huge problem up until his last recent uh, couple starts where he only had two walks before that. But the strikeouts are rising. The Ks are dropping. And is it worse? Is it bad as he could be a potential innings eater in a bad rotation, somebody that you could have for mop-up duty? Um, what are your thoughts on Mr. John Helsley here? Um, I think that he is um, someone who you really have to for – for now, until he's he does it a little bit more, he he's shown that – He's going to throw innings. He's gone at least five innings uh, in uh, five of his last six starts. The only reason he didn't go five in his last start was because uh, San Francisco was getting a lot of a lot of good contact off of him. But um, I think that he's an innings eater guy. He seems to be able to keep his his walks down, so he's going to get to a lot of innings. I think if he has a really good matchup, I, I might look to him. But um, I, I don't think I'm going to. Um, be be banking uh, on that one good start against Baltimore. Uh, um, I, I think that's that's been his that's been his best start. And otherwise, he's just been you know a relatively competent pitcher. Uh, I wouldn't be looking to pick him up unless um, unless he has a really nice matchup. Yeah, he had yesterday against the San Francisco Giants. He had four innings pitched. Allowed five hits, two earned runs, two walks, and four strikeouts, 92 pitches, five hard hit balls in that start. Not somebody I, I think that you're breaking the bank or, or looking to necessarily pick up, depending on uh, matchups here. So keep an eye on just potentially, you know, who he's playing. And our buddy Jasper, I've not seen Jasper in a dog's age. Jasper hanging out in the chat. Good to see you, my friend. Hope everything is good with you. And uh, thanks for popping in with the boys tonight here. Uh, let's talk about now, of course, one of a, a TPF favorite here. And of course, it's time to bring out Shadet. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Bring Out Your Dead segment. I'm bringing my death cart along, and you drag out the bodies that are stinking up your fantasy roster. Throw on my cart. I'll take him out of here. The first guy I'm going to talk about, recommended by our very own Britain, uh, Alex Fado. Britain says, I was riding that Alex Fado train. Uh, now, I have a little tweet here, MLB Pipeline, the Tigers' number 15 prospect, this was a week ago, has yielded two runs or fewer in each of his first seven MLB starts. Who is this young phenom? What did he do in his next start? Well, let's find out. No, seven earned runs against the White Sox, and the White Sox. He he was he was so bad that Yohan Moncada got going. Uh, Britain, I understand what you're saying. Uh, the White Sox, though, maybe they're maybe they usually hit better against lefties, uh, but maybe they're starting to heat up, and maybe they they just took it to the young guy. Hopefully, he could come back. Oh man, that is a rough one. It, it, as you write. Uh, it upped his ERA. You can't even see it on this one. From two nine two to four point two eight. After that, the next what a pipeline person- jinx that was. <laughs> by the way, 
You know, they, they jinxed. That wasn't Alec, Alec Fado's fault. That was pipeline direct jinx to the point where it made Yon Mankato like double his home run from <laughs> one to two for the season. And actually he had like one good game this year and happened to be that one. So thanks a lot, MLB Pipeline, for jinxing my boy Fado and helping Yuan Mankato, who did not deserve it. No, he didn't deserve it. He never deserves it. Uh, the next person, uh, the next people, uh, Fantasy X Factor suggests Josh Donaldson and Lucas Giolito. I love the gif he puts here. It's uh, it's it's uh, the Wonder Twins putting their rings together. Wonder Twin powers activate form of a hot streak uh, for John, Josh Donaldson and Lucas Giolito. And wow. Lucas Giolito, uh, I, I, he's been he's been a little bit rough. You drafted him to be an ace. Uh, he's given you a decent ERA. He's given you some decent Ks. His whip, really poor. I got some tweets up here. Aaron Lemming, Lucas Giolito, self-destructing with big leads is becoming a very troubling trend. James Fagan suggesting maybe that it has been since uh, since his bout with COVID, that uh, he hasn't been the same since he had COVID. Now Josh Donaldson, uh, I, I he his his suspension was upheld. Uh, thank goodness, you know this is something that uh, the MLB has been slow to to show some uh, stomach on these types of sensitive issues. Trevor Bauer, excuse me. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but uh, but in this one, they decided to at least stick to their guns, stick to the suspension, and I think it's worthy. Yankees flex writes, I know he's good defensively and blah blah blah, whatever. But the Yankees gave away my favorite player for the privilege of paying Josh Donaldson like twenty million dollars a year, and as a result, I'm going to need more than a 100, 109 WRC plus out of him. I hear it from you, Yankee Flex. They traded. I want to know who your favorite player was. Was it Geo? Was that your favorite player? I don't know. But yeah, you got to. <laughs> yeah, I think Jasper puts in the quote. Might be Gilito hasn't fully recovered from the COVID. Could be. Could be. The next player that was suggested to be taken out of here on the death cart is our boy Nick Castellanos, who has not, not, not hit as well as everyone had hoped from that fantastic draft draft position. Uh, uh, Rebo wants to know if uh, if Nick Castellanos is going to wake up at some point. And my response to you. Uh, is to is to uh, quote Coldplay. Your guess is as good as mine. Right now, <laughs> Cassiano's hitting two fifty three, three oh nine, four oh one slash. He has his worst ISO since two thousand fourteen, his rookie year, and he's only fifty eight runs plus RBIs in sixty two games. That's a pace of about one fifty. This is a guy you were hoping to get closer to one eighty or even two hundred on that runs plus RBIs this year. So he's way below. Now, um, one of the, the main thing that has been really affecting him is his home batting average is 260 this year. Last year it was 359. So it's dropped nearly a hundred points. Uh, if he, if that home batting average doesn't go up and it's the right ballpark to, for it to go up, Castellanos is going to have a real rough season. Uh, um, so, uh, so I don't know. I don't know if he's just getting used his first, uh, sees go around in Cincinnati. Didn't go that well. He had 225 that year, but that was a short in 2020. Uh, Javi Baez. Oh, uh, Marty <laughs> diesel. Both of y'all talking about Javi. Javi is the 325th 
best hitter on the Razzball Player Raider. That is a uh, a living embodiment of the puke emoji. Javi Baez, uh, there uh, there was a great tweet from uh, Tigers J UK. Uh, I love the British baseball community; they just love the sport. And it's uh, it's Javi Baez twenty twenty two season highlights, and uh, it is a guy playing backyard wiffle ball and and, and missing every pitch. I thought it was the, a clever clever tweet, uh, but he has been brutal three twenty five hitter the 325th uh john jonathan scope next suggested uh by lucas beery uh luke does anyone uh this is a good question from lucas i'll I'll play host uh david you don't get to be an an analyst very often (laughs) what do you think is castellanos fully dead or a buy low opportunity well i'm not used to you being the, the host lc uh I do think Castellanos is, is, I would put him more as a bylaw opportunity. He's someone that I feel like usually does not perform. Like if you see his underlying numbers, they're always better than his actual numbers for the most part in a lot of his recent seasons. So I wouldn't say he's fully dead yet. I think people are definitely rightfully so frustrated with him. But keep in mind, they just recently let go of Joe Girardi. I think just him running the team was not good for everybody. They just put up 10 runs today. I did not see if he was part of those 10 runs today. But while we're talking here, 10 runs, they scored up 10 to 1 against the Washington Nationals. And if I look at the box score, Nick Castellanos, two for three with a run and a double and two RBIs and a walk. So I think he's a better buy low opportunity. I'm with you, Jasper. I think Castellanos is a good call there. And he is staying away from Baez and Donaldson. Jasper's a wise man. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do think that uh, uh, Lucas, you, you were right on this, the right page there with uh, him being a buy low opportunity. Next on the uh, Boyd list, the bring out your dead list, Jonathan Scope, suggested by Lucas Beery. Great gif, the, uh, the Adam Driver Star Wars gif. I want to be free of this pain. What a great gift. I love it. Now, uh, what you ask, Scope, is is a typically streaky hitter. Where's his hot streak? He's hitting 190, 227, 310. 35 runs plus RBIs in 61 games. That's a pace for 91. Now, that's that's second catcher level pace right there, folks. The one thing you can say is he is still playing every day. Um, but uh, I did I did find a tweet, Michael Meyer, uh, not, not the, not the killer from the movies. Uh, did, did note that Detroit has had the three worst qualified hitters in baseball by WRC plus you have to wonder, is, is there, is there a, a tweak that can be done? The whole Detroit team is on like the coldest stretch Baez, scope, Candelario. These guys are, these guys are good hitters. They've had a good career. Everyone's cold. Maybe maybe they're the next uh, maybe they're the next fire the manager maybe Hinch is on the hot seat I don't know just speculating because I can uh, next to be dragged out uh, our boy Drew uh, t- t- wants to know if I can take away Jose Miranda he says I was driving the Jose Miranda hype train he's a youngin but it's time to talk about him he's on so many of my rosters hitting two sixteen two forty eight three eighty eight. Now, what's going on with Jose? His AAA K rate of about 14% balloons up to 24% when he hits the MLB. His slash at 216, 248, 388 
is backed up by an XBA of 216, an XWOBA of 271, and an XLUG of 385. So he's earning these poor stats, earning them poor stats. Now, I did see a tweet, and I love dunking on people with check marks behind their name. But Aaron Gleeman, uh, a week or two ago, a week and a half ago, wrote, uh, Jose Miranda's first 14 games were 094. His last 13 games was 390. It turns out that a 23-year-old who batted 344 with 30 home runs in the minors last season can hit a little bit. Well, he's 4 for 23 since that tweet was sent out, Aaron. So I think it turns out that young guys are really shrieky, and it's really hard to adjust to the major leagues. So, uh, Drew, tough one. Throw him on the cart. We'll take him out of here. A lot of pain going on this week. I got a couple more still. There was a lot. I, I saw the responses. And I was like, oh, geez, like this could could be its own show right here. <laughs> and Jasper <laughs> even adds Torgelson, which I don't think even made the list. No, no. I put him on for next week. If he hasn't caught up, Jasper, I, 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 I can we I'll, just I'll, put the whole Tigers lineup on there and just save us all <laughs> sometime? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Oh, man. Uh, Joe G wants to know if we can do Justin Turner. Line drive percentage at a career low. He's hitting 185 against lefties, 223 against righties. He's not hitting against anybody. The best count, his best batting average in a count is in an 0-2 count where he's hitting 214. In the best hitters count, he's hitting hitters counts, he's hitting under 214. Um, so uh I wanted to uh show the the Joe uh that I found a lot of uh a lot of hate on on twitter and i shared with him so that he could find some uh some gallows humor being in the gallows with justin turner and i do see that he did say on twitter that he dropped him so good for you joe but uh yesterday justin turner tried to sell being hit by a pitch when he obviously wasn't hit by a pitch there was a nice three tweets three different people Justin Turner, you will suffer damnation for lying. <laughs> they should kick Justin Turner out for trying to sell that HBP. And uh, my favorite one, Justin Turner is an effing crybaby. So <laughs> now, uh, Joe, you got some you got some friends there. Um, we're going to go to a pitcher here suggested by uh, D. Mendy. And that is uh, Tyler Rogers. Um, now, Doc couldn't be here, so I is did. Is it Tyler or Trevor Rogers? Trevor, yeah, Trevor Rogers. My bad. Trevor, my bad. Okay. Trevor Rogers. Trevor Rogers. Doc couldn't be here, so I wanted to put that uh, he he uh, did talk shit on David. I got no shares of him. Did talk smack on David. Pardon my French, guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but David, you know, obviously must be sad about Trevor Rogers because David put him up there, but. Uh, uh, Doc did make sure that he did uh, do a little bit of dance on David's uh, uh, misfortune. Here, so. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so what's going on with Trevor? 51% increase in walks per nine, 27% decrease in K per nine. His home run to fly ball is more than doubled. And the XBA on his four seam has jumped by over 100 points. He's having to throw it less because he's getting crushed. Trevor's having a rough go of it. Hopefully he can pull out of this. Not looking good. Not looking real good for Trevor. I'm not sure what to expect the rest of the season. I might be looking to see if there are people who want to buy a, a bounce back from him. Maybe they'll give you something of value. The last slide, and I hesitate to put this up because I'm not sure it's earned. We got a three-timer here, Sal Perez. The, dude. the second, 
Yeah, the second three-timer, and E Pluribus uh, brought him in, and um, and I and I put up here. This is the third week in a row, and two weeks ago, definitely understood. He was hitting one eighty-seven. He's hit basically two sixty since then, with three home runs, eight runs, and fourteen RBIs. So it. <sighs> Yeah, he's not doing what you he did last year, and his overall season is not close from what you were expecting. But it's technically his third time on here, and I got to come up with a nickname. I haven't come up with anything yet. I got to come up with what a Sal is, and um, if any suggestions, anyone has a suggestion, technically Sal deserves a nickname because he's a three-timer now. So um so uh, there it is. That's that's everybody uh, who who's who's been put on the dead cart, and uh, we'll drag them out. Hopefully next week there's less. You're you're going to need a lot of horses to help <laughs> you drag that cart out. You're going to need those Budweiser, you know the the, the, the those the Drysdale. Yeah, so the, you're going to need you're going to need like a, a, a baker's dozen of those, especially if you somehow get Sal Perez on that thing, which I don't know. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of, I mean, it's awesome that the segment is growing every week with people that are wanting to put their, their entrance in, but also it's bad because there's a lot of bad fantasy baseball players. A lot of angry folks out there. Can can I add one real quick and I'll make it real quick. Whit Merrifield. Mm -hmm. All right. So he's 33 years old and he's, he's known for two things, which is a great batting average. And stealing bases, he's doing neither of those things this year. And here we are in mid-June. He's got seven stolen bases. He's batting like 220 on the season. He started out slow, had a little bit of a rebound. But now this entire month, it's been bad. He's hitting 200 or worse. And the reason, and I hate to bring this up because I I really do love uh, Whit Merrifield. I remember when he played for the South Carolina Gamecocks. And the uh, he had one of the biggest hits to to you know, clinch their uh, their series, and it also ties into David Mendelson because when David recently posted a picture on Twitter, you know, pimping the old school Gamecocks hat, that was probably the same year that Whit Merrifield was hitting that big <laughs> hitting that big game in the uh, NCAA uh, World Series. You know, that was probably 1992. You know, whatever Whit was in college. <laughs> So it, it's it's a shame, but man, it, and I love it, but it it looks like it's the the decline is real. I I hope for the best, but you know, gotta gotta watch out for Whit Merrifield, unfortunately. Definitely, when you get up there in age, like Whit is right now, I think he's in his like mid thirties, if I'm not mistaken, low low to mid thirties. He's you have to keep an eye on that because if sometimes when it goes, it goes. And uh, yeah, he's not point. as spry as, as me in my mid forties. You know, no, no, I, you I, could go oh, out there yeah. right now. I think and you'd be you'd be set. <laughs> um, yeah, put put me on the cart. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not going out anywhere. I'm me and me and Sal Perez are, are taking Art's cart. You know, to to the In-N-Out Burger or something. Uh, I love it, Marty. By the way, did you check the Rangers and Tigers box score? Not recently. Do I want to? Uh, Gregory Soto just blew the save. I thought you should know. <laughs> I wonder how many people he walked before he did that. I just thought it was one zero, and then he loaded up the bases, and then just gave up a, I think a three run double to Ezekiel Duran. So there's that just for you, buddy. I, I thought I just wanted to make sure my well, Tigers. Ezekiel Duran, I'm you know that's a little a preview of a weekend warrior. 
So it's already working. Oh, that, that's, that's what we do here. There we go. There's good and there's bad. There's the pain with the uh, the good stuff here. Real quick before we get to Marty and all the great stuff he adds here on the show every week. Just our most added players, according to CBS, every Monday morning here. Gabriel Moreno leading the pack, 29% added. Jake Berger, Bryson Stott, Santiago Espinal, Alex Fado, who uh, will not Whoa. be on this list anymore, <laughs> I think, come next week. Ow. Graham Ashcraft, Tanner Scott, and Alex Ow. Wood. Yeah, it was not too not good. Uh, some of these guys did not hold up their end of the deal with the most added, most dropped. And if you look on this list here, a lot of guys that were just hurt in general. Andrew Kittredge going undergoing Tommy John, he's out for the year. Royce Lewis, partially torn, I think ACL, he's out for the year. Garrett Woodlock, Casey Mize, Tommy John surgery, he's out for the year. Cole Calhoun, Juan Yepes, Keegan Thompson, and Danny Jimenez, who's blown a bunch of saves for Oakland. So uh, a lot of times the, the most drop list is guys that are just injured and, and people do not want to roster anymore. And then the schedule for next week, just one thing to make sure you note of, the uh, Rangers and the Nationals both each have five games. While the Braves, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Marlins, the Brewers, the Yankees, Pirates, Padres, Giants, and Cardinals have seven. So if you need to rehear that again, just rewind that part back. Again, the White, the uh, Rangers and Nationals play five. And then the, all the other teams I just said play seven. Everybody else plays six. So make sure you keep that if you're making any tough lineup decisions. No streamers this week because with no Doc, that was his job. and. Doc did not do that while he was on vacation. So we're going to go right from streamers to Marty's two-star pitchers, which are always a doozy. And I think Bryn's going to come in here and beat the haze for Doc like we know he's going to. So, <laughs> what, Bryn, you can you can go ahead and, and, and judge him just like Doc always does. So we can always start from right from the top. I'm waiting. I don't get a sound effect? Oh, I, I got you, Marty. There we go. All right, great. As always, these are your two-start pitchers for next week. Week 12 will be next week, which is pretty crazy uh, for you that was keeping track there. That's going to be the 20th. So the 20th through the 26th. Um, as always, we start with the no doubters and uh, Corbin Burns versus the Cardinals versus the Blue Jays. Dylan Cease, Toronto mm-hmm. versus Baltimore. Jose, uh, Joe Musgrove, Arizona, Philly. Jose Brios at the White Sox at Milwaukee. Max Fried, who's just absolutely killing it. I mean, he's just been amazing this whole year. Versus the Giants, versus the Angels. Nasty Nestor Cortez at the Rays versus Houston. Two tough matchups. I'm really excited to see what he does. You know, I mean, he's going to be up against it this week. Uh, Pablo Lopez continuing to do great things. Colorado Mets and Shane McClanahan, who Eric Cross has as a top three pitcher in all of baseball here. So uh, it's uh, pretty incredible. Uh, Versus the Yankees, versus Pittsburgh. So that should be a good week there. Then... We're going to go to the, yeah, why not? These are the guys that you probably drafted high or they've been doing so well that there's just no way you're, you're not going to start them. And for me, that I have to start with my boy, Lance Lynn, first the Blue Jays, first Baltimore. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough week for him, but, and he came, he played the Tigers and he, and he really did, he really did struggle out of the gate, but he'll settle in. He'll get his four different fastballs going. He'll be fine. Tyler Anderson versus Cincinnati versus the Braves. There's just no way you can't, I mean, you have to start him. He's been absolutely incredible. Maybe the Dodgers' best pitcher, which is pretty insane to say. And then lastly, the young gun, Spencer Strider, versus the Giants, versus the Dodgers. I absolutely love everything this kid's doing. His kid, his, uh, He threw like a 100-mile-an-hour fastball that just dotted the corner in the upper mm-hmm. left, and it's just it's, he's unhittable sometimes. He's absolutely incredible. 
Got uh, moving on to the risky too. business. So these are going to be the guys that, hey, it's going to be risky to play them. Um, if you're desperate or if you're in 15-team leagues or you need somebody just for a quick, uh, you know, you just need those Ks. These are the guys that you may want to roll the dice, but I would probably not do it. Um, huge Lynn fan, but he makes me so nervous. Lucas, I agree. If you did see him, that that Detroit start, which obviously I watched all of it, um, the first pitch he threw was a home run. And at that point, the Tigers hadn't hit a home run in six games. From there, he was laboring. His fastball was all over the place. But after giving up three runs very easily, he settled into the fourth inning, and he was doing fine. So he'll he'll, he'll be fine long term. He's going to be your landslin that you drafted. So I'm not worried, Lucas, but I understand. Uh, number one under the risky business is going to be JT Brubaker versus the Cubs versus Tampa Bay. His underlying numbers are still really good. So it, he would be the guy out of, out of these, probably the most, him or Kyle Gibson, that I'd want to start. But JT Brubaker, he's better than you think. Uh, Jack Flaherty struggled out of the gate. I'm scared for now at Milwaukee versus the Cubs. Joe Ryan, your boy, D-Mendy, versus, uh, versus the Guardians versus Colorado. I'm staying away. His uh, his advanced numbers look even worse. Uh, Josh Win- Josh Winkowski. Now, at first I had him in the maybe sit, but I looked at his stats. He's actually done really well. He may not pitch more than three or four innings coming out of the bullpen. Um, he was a bullpen arm for most of the year. Now he's finally filling in as a starter. But I like, hey, versus the Tigers, versus the Guardians, two good matchups. Gibby, Kyle Gibson, he's been doing pretty well lately. Um, three out of his last four games, uh, he has a quality start. So he's going against the Rangers. He's going against the Padres. Both offenses are pretty good, but um, he would be one. I would probably roll the dice, either him or Brubaker, like I said, but still risky nonetheless. Uh, Sox man myself, Lynn, Lynn's, yeah, he's going to pull through. Jasper, he's going to pull through. I, I have faith as a Tigers fan. I wish it wasn't true, but he's definitely going to pull through. As I think the White Sox will just in general. Uh, Roenzi Contreras uh, versus the Cubs at Tampa Bay. We were just talking about Tyler Miley versus the Dodgers versus the Giants. That's going to be a tough week. And Zach Davies versus the Padres versus Detroit. And Britain, you've been quiet. Am I am I killing it or or what? <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I, I'm sorry, Doc. I know I made my made a promise <laughs> to you, but I, I I I can't deny that everything that Marty's saying is a hundred percent on point. And another problem too I'm having is that I'm just staring at at the risky business uh, Tom Cruise uh, picture, <laughs> and I'm feeling kind of weird. But I, I you know you know when I see it, I'm like. It, I started thinking, I'm like, I wonder if that movie Maverick is any good, you know? I've heard, like, I've heard good, the newest one, like, I've heard only good things. It, it sounds like it's getting great reviews, and then I start thinking, wow, I remember when Risky Business came out. That was like 1986, and here Tom Cruise is in this, one, of, one of the biggest blockbusters of the summer in 2022, you know, with Maverick. So... Uh, sorry, Doc. I kind of got off on a mental tangent there for a minute while uh, hey, while, Tom while Cruise, Marty was talking about risky business. Tom Cruise and his underwear can throw Tom off. Cruise, yeah. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. The next one's my favorite. Yeah. So as always, the take a seat, Mr. Hansen looking at you. You better, hey, take a seat. These are the guys you cannot start. All right. No matter what. I know you'll see them on the waiver wire. You'll see they have two starts and you, you may get the itch to want them to start them. Do not start these guys until further notice. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can find me on Twitter, as always. Uh, Starting off with Mr. No-Hitter himself, Reed Detmers versus the Royals versus the Mariners. Jose Urquidy, he's been brutal, man, versus the Mets at at Yanks. That's the toughest schedule you could possibly have, pretty much. Uh, David Peterson versus Miami at Miami. Double dose of the Marlins, but still don't like it. Austin Gomber, I will not be Gombered at Miami, (laughs) at Minnesota. I'm never going to play him. 
Connor Pilkington versus the Twins or at Twins versus Boston. Two pretty pretty tough matchups. I don't like that. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman versus Washington at White Sox. I'll never play him. James Cap, James Kapirian versus the Mariners at the Royals. Matt Schwarmer at Pittsburgh versus Cardinals. Eric Fetty at Baltimore at Texas. And Chris Bubik versus the Angels versus Oakland. I repeat, do not start any of those guys. You heard it there for Mr. Marty Party. I'm with him on that as well. And Jasper says, uh, well, <laughs> I was 13 years old in, in 86. So, or that's say 96. Goodness gracious, I need my glasses. 86. Uh, good, 86. So, let me let me do my math here. Is that risky business? Yeah, it might be. Did you ask you know, who, who's older, Britain or Jasper? Let's let's calculate really fast here. I was I was nine in eighty six. So I Jasper's I, got you by a couple of years. I think he's he's the it. elder of the group. Ask Jasper. Hey Jasper, do you remember who Tom Cruise's best friend in Risky Business? The the, the <laughs> I, I don't remember the actor's name, but he, he was the actor that portrayed Booger in uh uh Revenge of the Nerds. In oh, their nerds <laughs> which Hold yeah. on, which I I know I'm going down a rabbit hole, but 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 which also starred Revenge of the Nerds had Goose in it. Mm-hmm. You see, it's like seven it degrees did. of Tom Cruise. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I knew movies and stuff better because I know. Revenge I'm really of the I'm really doing a good job of making sure I will never get asked back to come yeah doc's like okay so uh <laughs> malfeasance number 20 brought up revenge of the nerds in minute 58 you know what let's let's talk right now <laughs> if, if doc if you listen to this part of the show that shows you're dedicated when you're not here make sure you comment on this don't put it in a group chat put it on the youtube video comment that you listen to this part of the video so that would be good acknowledge if he's if he's involved or not. Uh but yeah. So Jasper says uh eight years old last week. Yeah, Booger <laughs> Booger was the man. There happy go. birthday, Jasper. Yeah, Welcome happy, to the happy. fifty club. Yeah, that Jasper I'm it's I feel like re energized knowing that Jasper's back with us. He he's in the Discord, but I, I know I hadn't seen him there in a while, so it's nice to have him in the stream hanging out with us tonight here. Uh, and you, real you don't meet a lot of Jaspers anymore, too. So congrats on having, you know, the super cool name. Oh, yeah. I might name my firstborn Jasper at this rate. I don't even know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, let's talk about some weekend warriors real quick, Marty. Let's let's uh, go through your top choices here. For those yes, guys. as always with the Ultimate Warrior graphic, which is just absolutely <laughs> outrageous. So these are the weekend warriors. These are the guys that you see on your waiver wire. You're, you know, you're desperate to pick up a hitter or a pitcher. You just need some uh, some stats for the weekend. And it's the weekend of the, uh, the 17th through the 19th. So this Friday through Sunday, starting with Luke Voigt, San Diego Padres, first baseman, 42% rostered in Yahoo. He has three home runs with 11 RBIs over his last seven days. He's batting fourth in the lineup. He, he, his contact looks a lot better than it did. And most importantly, they're going to Coors for the weekend. Woo! Wow. Boy in Coors, batting fourth in the lineup day in, day out. I absolutely love it for this weekend. If he's there, I would pick him up for this weekend. Number two, Orlando Arcia coming out of nowhere for the Braves. I mean, that team is just, I mean, Britain talked about it earlier, 14 straight games. Their, their offense is unbelievable. He's playing the outfield. He's only 9% rostered in Yahoo. 
He's uh, seven for his last. He has seven hits in his last nine at bats, two home runs. He's batting every day right now. He's eighth in the lineup. So at the back end, but still expect him to get, you know, four at bats. And what he's doing, it looks pretty good. And they go against the Cubs this weekend. So no good pitching there. Um, everything looks uh, looks good for the uh, the Braves to continue the role. Number three, Ezekiel Duran. My man, he's already showed up, my Detroit Tigers. I knew it was going to happen. Anytime you see a team going up against the Detroit Tigers, just think about it. Like, it's probably going to work out. Uh, Duran in Yahoo. He has second base, third base, shortstop eligibility. They have no idea where he's going to play. He's only 29% rostered. Uh, he's 23-year-old. He's their best prospect. He's batting 326. He's got two home runs, five RBIs, and two stolen bases. And I don't know what he's – I don't know what he's – got a couple hits today at least. So um, he should be good to go for this weekend against the Tigers. Hopping over now to the pitching side, um, we are going to start with Mr. Hunter Green. I thought he'd be rostered more, or I wouldn't bring him up, but only 60% rostered in Yahoo. That needs the change. This guy is this guy is filthy, absolutely filthy. And it looks like he's already taken that little step and figured it out even more because uh, his biggest uh, last few games, he's been amazing. He's going against the Brewers, who've been struggling lately. Over his last 12 innings, he has 15 strikeouts with a 0.75 ERA and a 0.42 whip. Um, last his last game, he generated 13 swing and misses on 101 pitches. He had a CSW of 31%. This guy is absolutely nasty. If he if screens out there, I'd pick him up, and I think you can hold on to him for the rest of the season. Number two, Alex Wood, Giants, 61% rostered. I mean, this one's easy. He's going against Pittsburgh, uh, the second worst uh, batting team in baseball. Over his last 18 innings, Wood has uh, 15 strikeouts, a 2.45 ERA, 0.87 whip and back-to-back quality starts. So he's doing a little bit of everything. He has some momentum. He has a really good matchup. And then lastly, Zach Eflin. I talked about him last week. Every time I talk about him, I see Art. His eyes light up. He, he likes himself some Zach Eflin. Didn't have the best uh, game uh, last week, but that's fine. He's going against uh, Pittsburgh, 33% raw. Or I'm sorry, he's going, to, he's going to be at Washington this Sunday. He's 33% rostered. Over his last two games, he has 18 innings pitched with one win, 12 Ks, 2.50 ERA a 1.00 whip, and he's even got you a quality start. And the Phillies have turned it on a little bit, so a win's possible. Those are the Warriors, baby. There's some great weekend Warriors, and I'm now forever scarred from playing the sound from <laughs> when Toby was on here. I'm always afraid to press it now. So, uh, But yes, okay. if, if for those, again, just real quick recap, Luke Voigt, Orlando Arcia, Ezekiel Duran on the hitter side, Hunter Green, Alex Wood, and Zach Eflin on the pitcher side. So if they do well, Hit up Marley, hit up Marty's DMs and give him a follow if they do bad. Yeah, Adam Duval, three home runs over last weekend, baby. I love when Art sent me that text. I was hyped. That's right. Make sure you give him credit or you put him on blast, rightfully so, mm-hmm. for his mm-hmm. uh, weekend warriors. Hold mm-hmm. him accountable because for good or for bad, we want to make sure Marty's throwing that good information out there that you guys need to make sure you stay on top of here. And uh last segment here, we'll touch on it. And Britain, of course, always like your your uh comments and your feedback here. So Make sure you're not you're not on the side of the ring here. You're hopping in with us, and uh, you can comment on Mr. Art's charts and trends. As I think, I think believe you were the one that suggested that it was should be called Art's charts, and uh, that's kind of <laughs> name is kind of stuck now. Yeah, I thought it was so, Art charts because it, it it reminded me of the, the the charts on the the Monster Energy Drink uh, cans. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. That's so, so accurate. 
So on the trends this week, on Arch Charts this week, we're going in a little bit different direction. Like Wolverine's first appearance in a Marvel comic book, February 11th, 2022, was Britton Allen's first appearance on Triple what? Play Fantasy's baseball show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's fantastic. And uh, on, th- on this show, we did our season positional preview, our second base preview, where we picked our favorites in the top. Uh, 15 uh, drafted second baseman, our favorites in 15, 16 to 30, and our favorites at the back end. And in our trends this week, what I wanted to see is how are our picks doing so far? Uh, oh, no. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say one thing. Oh, no. David I know where this did is not going. Make, David did not make picks, so he is, he is uh, luckily not going to find <laughs> the abuse that the rest of us will find. So we had Britain and uh, did a show. All right, yeah, here we go. Write this yep. up. All right, Britain and Tate Schlichting. Uh, okay, we're we're our guests on that show, and uh, I will say this: I believe, and Britain, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I listened to it twice. I believe Britain did was not able to give his middle rounds guy. Britain, do you remember who you were going to suggest? For your middle rounds guy, I think you were accidentally skipped. Yeah, I don't remember. I do remember. I do remember Polanco. And I definitely remember Jazz Jizzle. Yeah. But these these were fades, or these were guys we liked. I think uh, our- I, I I liked Polanco. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I remember this now. Art. Now I the guys on the I, top I said- row were guys you liked. The- Guys on the bottom row were fades. <laughs> you like Polanco? Yeah, I was all in on Polanco, and uh, and I was out on Jazz Chisholm because I I, I remember I I thought uh, his strikeout rate was too high, and he was going to be a bust as opposed to being one of the best <laughs> players so far this year. Oh, that's a hundred percent right. I feel like a lot of people were kind of scared about Jazz where he was going in drafts too, especially if you were in like a points league too, like with with how well you, would, you know with you did not have my I didn't have what Elsie. This is always the best part of the show. It's always during arts charts and oh, trends. I, I, he, I said he didn't have my my uh, picks. I don't know what's going on. Um, so, so uh, can you guys hear me now? This is going to happen. Yeah, we can again, hear you. Yes. Oh man, <laughs> it's always starting this segment. Too. Okay, so, um, so, so, uh, so, I, my choice was I, I was pro Javi Baez, who was on our uh, Bring Out Your Dead today, and I was anti Tommy Edmond, who has been fantastic. Doc was pro Whit Merrifield, anti Marcus Semyon in the first round. Marty was pro Jonathan India, anti Brandon Lau. Um, uh, Tate pro Brandon Lau, anti Javi Baez. Uh, in the middle rounds, Britain. I, I don't think he was. I did not hear him give us a, a middle round second baseman that he liked. Did not like Nick Madrigal. Tate liked Luis Urias. Did not like Brandon Rogers. Marty liked Jonathan Scope who was also in our bring out your dead today uh, did not like, did not like Ryan McMahon. I liked Garrett Hampson did not like Max Muncie. 
Uh, Doc liked uh, Eduardo Escobar and did not like Colton Wong. Now, I think that we did make it up for our late picks. Mike Brousseau was Britain's late pick. Tate was Nico Horner. Uh, Marty <laughs> picked Jeff McNeil. I picked Wilmer Flores. And, uh, and Doc picked Dylan Moore. This is so, uh, fantastic. Lucas. <laughs> well, this is how you know Lucas has listened, has been with us a lot of weeks here. <laughs> he knows the audio problems with this segment or a tale of this old as time. Lucas, that was the comment of the night. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> so uh, now on the Razzball player raider, next to their names shows what they rank currently and the Razzball player raider. And you'll see uh, that uh, your boy LC had a rough go of it in the second base preview. Uh, to be quite honest with you, the person who did the best was Doc, and he still didn't do oh. very well because Whit Merrifield was his top uh, choice um, to, to go after, and he was only the 27th best second baseman, even though he was uh, the uh, the the – second or third uh off the board but me tommy edmund the top second baseman i was i was shouting from the rooftops to fade him britain you did a pretty good job you you, you held your own anyone might have gotten jazz chisholm wrong boomer bust on the episode there david was asking you you really want to fade this high ceiling low floor guy and you said yes now we're seeing the highest ceiling but you were right about nick magical He's the 96th best second baseman. So you wanted to fade him. Um, uh, so it just goes to show you how hard it is to pick. This was in February that we picked these guys. By the end of March, uh, I think it's possible we would have had completely different suggestions and the draft board would have looked completely different as well. I always think it's interesting to look back on this and you'll see here. Uh, your boy LC was was no bueno on the second baseman. Uh, but, um, you know, it's it'd be... Uh, I think it's hard. I'm pretty sure I picked Tommy Edmond as my number one second baseman. I still think you heard the right part of the episode. I listened to the whole episode and you didn't give your choices. <laughs> it was in the it was in the bonus section. It was in the uh, the oh, part that didn't. I, did that. <laughs> I, I love I love this art. This is awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. I I remember that distinctly too, because that was you know my first my first podcast, and I remember. And I remember thinking, I was like, oh, I have this thing set up. I'll talk about Jazz being that exciting girl that you date. And, you know, yeah, and, and then you that. wake up in the morning and, and she's reading your texts, you know, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, and, and I was like, I was like, red yeah. flag. But then Jorge Planca's the the girl you want to take home to mom and. You know, she's got a, mm-hmm. a, a, a you, you know, a good family situation. She loves her mom and her dad and she's funny and she's cool, you know, but she's not as exciting <laughs> as Jeff, which just goes to show just, just go with the exciting girl. That's right. <laughs> Excitement is always, <laughs> I love it. And, uh, Jasper's just complete turnover on the picks there. And rightfully, I mean, uh, that's what happens when you pick in February. I think like you, we, I'm sure my picks would have been awful, uh, too, if, if like I'd, done it with you guys but it's it's definitely goes to show like how many things change not just during draft season but once the season actually starts it's like we think we look in the analytics we look in all the the data and you think you know something and then the actual season starts is completely different so um i I know it's rough for everybody but you just i think the best part about fantasy baseball is you got to react 
to the new data and that's how you win leagues. You got to react to what's mm-hmm. given to you, you know, whether it's a new closer, whether it's like somebody's called up from the minor leagues and they're balling out and there's somebody you need that you didn't talk about before. Or, you know, like, like I said, Britain does a great job with three is the magic number where he's talking about guys at the top of the lineup. And there's guys that are being called yep. up and thrust in there that you might have taken with the 49th pick in your best ball draft, right? Like that's, or the DC 50 drafts. Like that's, that's the type of stuff that we look for. So, um, again, everybody on here does a great job. Elsie, was there other trends? I saw that the other couple slides, was it, uh, were these something you wanted to bring up or what did you want? Well, to that was just the, uh, that was just one through 100 in second ball and second baseman. And I didn't want to bring them up because it wasn't going well technologically. Oh, yeah. and i'm like i'll skip to the good stuff <laughs> i like it i'll see you're a grizzled vet you you grizzled uh, vet. and real quick aaron ashby <laughs> left tonight's game with left forearm tightness oh no <laughs> so speaking about you know having the move on your feet you know you may be <laughs> now it says precautionary though if that makes you feel better but <laughs> That's only because they haven't done anything. They haven't tested it. I have Aaron Ashby. I think in like 10 different places right now. <laughs> I don't know if I could finish. I don't know if I could close out the show anymore. Forum tightness is like literally the worst thing that you can get. That's unreal. Oh my God. My heart's being ripped out of my chest. I, I guess at this point it's going to be the, uh, Point to end the show. And uh, Jasper says, I was on the jazz train back in February, too. Smart guy. Jasper, we got to get you on the show, man. Let us know when, um, hit me in the DMs. Let me know when you're free. We'll get you on an episode because, uh, I feel like it's long overdue. And Lucas, same with you, buddy, because Lucas is always in the chat, too. Um, he asked, Is Cruz a must grab if called up? Pirates have a nice upcoming week. 100%. I think, and no matter what the league you're in, he's just pick him up just to see where it goes. The power is crazy. The hit, you know, he's a great athlete. Like, it, and I, yeah. I read today too. Now, granted, it was on Reddit, so I don't know if it's true or not. But apparently, O'Neill Cruz was not in the the, the AAA lineup uh, tonight. So take a look, take a look, take a look out That's there nice. on the on the internet. That's a nice tease. I, I, it should happen this weekend if it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah so, that, that's a great point. So uh, Lucas, pick him up now because that probably means he's going to be called up immediately. So keep keep an eye on that. Jasper Lucas, if you guys are like, and Jasper Eddie would be, send me, just DM me and let's get you scheduled on a show because we're always like to bring uh, some people that want to come on some podcasts on here. So it's always a good time. Uh, but that's going to wrap up for what are we, week 11, I think now? Goodness yeah. gracious, we are flying through this Cruising. season here. Uh, Marty and then Elsie and then Britton, give us anything you want to close out on, any work that you're doing or uh, anything you want to just shout out before we close out this episode. Shout out always to our listeners. Thank you so much. Tuning in, you know, each week, you know, you're, you guys are the reason we do it. You guys are hilarious. You guys are amazing. Uh, I'm always writing the two star pitchers for fan tracks. So that comes out every Sunday morning. So, you know, check that out. Other than that, can't wait to do this uh, next time. Uh, this, uh, this again next week. That's right. Every week, every Thursday, just, Time sometimes changes, but every Thursday evening we are here and in your guys' ear or we are on your YouTube visually talking to you guys. So every Thursday night, if you want to know when we're going live, there will always be a uh, a little thing that pops up when I make the stream. It'll let you know when we're going live. So set up the notification bell and it will notify you 
when we go live. So keep just always have that on if you want to make sure you're here every week. And Ray Ray adds Cruz played and went two for four tonight. Ah, Britain, dang it. <laughs> Reddit got me. I'm just kidding. But I, I do think he's going to be called up soon. Uh, and then as Lucas adds, it's, it's, yes, please on your way out, hit the like and subscribe button. It's always appreciated. Lucas yeah. is the man and uh, is here a lot of weeks. And uh, we, Lucas, Jasper, Ray Ray, Albert, every, everybody that comes in and hangs out with us, it's truly a, a pleasure hanging out with you guys and, and doing this every week. Elsie, uh, is there something you wanted to uh, to plug? Or, otherwise, I'm going to let Britton do his uh, his three as the magic number plug here too. Elsie's <laughs> on mute, so he said no. <laughs> it's all right. So Britton, let us know. Um, you just uh, why don't you let us know about where they can find you on Twitter and then the great podcast that you're doing now. Uh, thank you so much uh, again, guys, for letting me come on, Marty, Art, David, and Doc too. I really appreciate it, and I, and always thank you for the great support and uh, allowing me to to come on and also do the Three Is a Magic Number podcast. It's on YouTube on the Triple Play Network. Uh, this past uh, just a couple of days ago, I had Michael Govier on from the Plazo podcast. We had a great time. Uh, you know, if, uh, pl- please check it out. If you get a chance, come on YouTube and, and watch the, the video. And, um, also too, uh, please come to the, uh, triple play discord. Uh, I go to it every day. I love the interaction and the people there. It's, it's something I look forward to doing. So if you get a chance, please drop in the discord and, and come by and say hello. And, and, uh, so we can, we can talk to y'all. And how do they get to I've- the discord? I, is there a link in the? Uh, I know usually I'll follow up with the. I usually at the end of the each episode in the YouTube um, comment section, I will have a link. Perfect. All right, that's awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. And yeah, in case you always are wondering, he's butterstotch. So that that is a. <laughs> I didn't know that until he had told me. Like a there, month there's ago. a there's a long story about that. I won't get into it now. I'll, I'll tell y'all uh, so, so another day. But uh, yeah, it's, it's butterscotch. Is 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 my discord handle or, or please, uh, you know, contact me on Twitter at Britton Allen, B R I T T O N capital A L L A N. I love, uh, I love talking to anybody on DMS on Twitter. So. Yeah. And Britton is a lot more active now on Twitter and he's always, a- always active in the discord. So if you like hearing Britton too, he's always everything TPF. Uh, so make sure you guys get in touch with him and Jasper. I got you. We're make sure we'll get you on sometime during July 1st to 13th. So we'll, We'll get that set up. And thank you guys again for tuning in another week of fantasy baseball. Like our buddy Lucas said earlier, please make sure you're liked and subscribed to the channel every single week when we drop these and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast feed because the episode always goes out on the podcast feed the next day as well. And uh, yeah, that's, that's going to wrap us up. So for Marty, for Britain, for a little cheesecake, I'm D Mendy. We're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buns. We'll catch you guys next week.